Are you ready to buy or sell your home? The Jim Allen Group is a nationally recognized and award-winning real estate team in the Triangle, dedicated to providing exceptional service to meet your needs. With the latest insights and expert market knowledge, they'll make your home buying and selling journey as smooth as possible. Don't wait. Head over to JimAllen.com and start your next move today. That's JimAllen.com. The Jim Allen Group, your partner in real estate. Kane's got a huge in-season pickup that starts tonight against the Nashville Predators. We had a big four doubleheader. I don't know when Carolina and NC State are playing in the big four championship game tonight. Do we have an update on game time for that? Because that was, that was a big four tournament last night, right? With Wake, Carolina, Duke, and State. Is there a championship game tonight? Is it in Dorton? It's got to be in Dorton because I think the women play at Reynolds tonight, right? And, and Canes are at home. Actually, it wouldn't be played. It would not be played at Dorton. It would. They would go back to Greensboro Coliseum for this one. They'd probably fill it out, right? I would prefer Carmichael Gymnasium. I like where your head is at. I like where your head's at. Let's log on to the internet, shall we? It's brought to you by Geico. You got a choice of ways that you can save on car insurance. Call one eight hundred nine four seven auto. Go online to geico dot com or stop by the Geico office nearest you. Let's get it. Handsome Sam Hartman will continue his college career, not at Wake Forest, Joe, but at Notre Dame, as was previously reported and widely speculated. Normally, Joe, when a quarterback leaves the ACC or more specifically leaves the triangle, we think, you know what? Good for him. We'll never see him again. Or, you know, he'll be a thorn in the the previous school's side. Like Russell Wilson was like, oh, my gosh, look at Wisconsin. Look how great Russell Wilson is. Look how dumb Tom O'Brien is. You can learn the truth about that. On Never told, never failed. Never failed. The Russell Wilson podcast, we did that. Would you like me to tell you some of the opponents Notre Dame has on its schedule yeah, next man, year? This is this is funny. This is funny for Sam Hartman, so, quarterback Notre Dame. So Duke, we'll, we'll see Sam Hartman again. Okay, that's fine. Yeah. NC State, yeah, you can't get rid of Sam oh, Hartman. Geez. Oh, jeez. Oh, you thought you got rid of me? No, 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 the sir. The Wolves, we'll definitely see Sam Hartman. Clemp, Clemson plays Notre Dame okay. next year. USC, so Caleb Williams against. Ooh, I like that matchup. Sam Hartman, the Ohio State. Wait a minute. Next year, play Sam Hartman. Is this going where I'm thinking it's going? Navy in Ireland, like Sam Hartman, will legitimately be like a movie star in Ireland. Yeah. They open the season oh, in Dublin with that beard. Plus, he likes Peaky Blinders. He likes the whole look, all that stuff, right? Oh, and what is this? According to <laughs> FBC schedules. On October 28th, it is, yes, Wake Forest. Wake Forest. Oh, man, awkward. Against Notre Dame on October 28th. All right, so I'm I'm going to spin this forward. You know me, Joe. Mm. I'm a big believer in advancement theory. There's no sense in trying to relitigate the transfer portal or name, image, and likeness. Let's advance these stories forward. In a way... Does this not create better storylines for an upcoming season? Is it not more interesting that Sam Hartman isn't returning to Wake Forest? They're moving on in their next direction. Again, the COVID year factors into why some of these like mutual parting of ways have played out, like Devin Leary at NC State. But given where he's going and given who Notre Dame plays, isn't it much more interesting that you have these built-in storylines that it's Sam Hartman versus Wake Forest in a it, return? Or it will NC be for State? us, but you got to remember Wake Forest is the smallest 
Power Five program. Like, yeah. Wake Forest, I, you know the tremendous respect I have for Dave Boston. Of course, we that, all do. That program does not move the needle, the we needle all do. nationally. Yeah. Oh, now it will. But it'll be more like when they play USC. It'll be more when they play Ohio State, not when they play Wake Forest. I'm calling it right now. Game day. Winston-Salem. Let's go. No, it's up there. It's in... Wait, it's in Notre Dame or Winston-Salem? Notre Dame. Oh, is that Notre Dame? Ah. Okay, well then forget it. That's why we have a date for it. They are coming to State and Duke. Yeah, he'll be in the triangle twice next year. That's funny. Next up. One of the four, all of the four, or half of... Quick question, sorry. Sam Hartman will be an ACC legend. Well, now, yes. No, no, even before. Plus five eighths. Even before he transferred to Notre Dame, he was going to be an ACC legend. The question is, who does he go in as an ACC legend? He is a demon Irish. <laughs> a fighting deacon. I like that. A fighting deacon. All right, next up. One of the four, all of the four, or half of the four. You know, if you've ever watched The Princess Bride... You know, there's a very famous line, you know, you keep saying that word. I don't, it's not what you think it means, right? I'm paraphrasing here, but there you go. Michigan tweeted out a statement from Jim Harbaugh, their head coach, who's been subject of speculation that he's going to leave for the NFL. There was one report that indicated that all it's going to take is an NFL team to say, we want you, and he's gone. All right. Apparently, he's had conversations with David Tepper, the Panthers' owner. So, Michigan tweets out one of those image graphic notes and says a Michigan man through and through. I'm like, oh, is is Harbaugh staying? Did they re-up his contract? Interesting. Let me read the statement from the Michigan head coach. I am aware of the rumors and speculation over the past few days. College and NFL teams have great interest in all of our personnel, from players to coaches to staff. And I truly believe that it is a testament to the strength of our university football, University of Michigan, Michigan football program. As I stated in December, while no one knows what the future holds, I expect that I will be enthusiastically coaching Michigan in 2023. I have spoken with the president and athletic director, appreciate their support of me and our program. Our mission as Wolverines continues and we are preparing for the 2023 season with the great passion and enthusiasm as our legendary coach Bo Schembechler said those who stay will be champions X and quote I want to focus on the start of that paragraph I expect that I will be enthusiastically coaching Michigan in 2023 you said nothing Jim Harbaugh's personality matches his pants by the way, I learned something new today. In this little graphic, I did not realize that he's not just the Michigan head football coach. Oh no, he is the. If I can read this. Correctly. Is it spawn as a? I need a sponsor. I, I need to get new prescription. So I've noticed. Actually, noticed this last night. Endowment. I think it's allegedly called. Can I complain that sitting up in the fifth floor? I realized when I transitioned from looking at my computer screen from tweeting to watching game action, I had to my eyes adjusted a little slower. Like whoa, whoa! I need a new prescription. Anyway. The J. Ira and Nick Harris family head football coach. There it is. Excuse me? I learned something new today. He's going to be a coach in the NFL next season. Who? Next up. Actually, Dennis, you just gave me an idea. We need a booster to sponsor your position. I'm in. You're not just the producer of this program. You could be like the Jim 
and Ida O'Rourke producer. Wouldn't that be something? The Shannon Penn senior producer of the OG. May, but that would require Shannon Penn to endow the position. Okay. Just, just a thought. Just 20 bucks. That's all he needs. <laughs> Venmo you the money. Yeah, exactly. All right. Number three. Carolina Hurricanes back on home ice tonight, taking on Nashville. 7 o'clock. You can listen to that game right here on the fan. Adam Gold will have the storm watch for you at 6.30. 38 games the Canes have played this season, Joe. None have included forward Max Pacioretty in the lineup. That's about to change tonight. He's back. Canes made a shrewd deal with Vegas in the offseason, which was Pacioretty, a known and proven goal scorer for future considerations. There was an Achilles tear this summer. He has obviously missed the the first part of this season he was expected to potentially be back for the outdoor game in february so it's about a a month ahead of schedule we'll see what the canes have in there what they had been saying all along would be their prize deadline acquisition the carolina hurricanes were just coming off this pretty awesome streak and you talked about the carolina hurricanes maybe peaking yeah too early nah because they're adding parts. They're adding parts, man. They're adding parts. And uh, I think, if anything, what we've seen out of the way Kochekov has played, the way that Ranta, healthy, has looked during that streak, and eventually Freddie Anderson coming back, that the Canes are only going to get better. And the moves that they've made this offseason, to me, they should be cooking at the right time for the outdoor game. And that's going to be a lot of fun next month. Next up. Number two. Actually, Dennis, I just realized if we were going to have um, some endowment for your position. Go on. I mean, you said the Shannon Penn, mm-hmm. you know, senior producer position, position or whatever it is. 20 bucks would do it. What if it was the Jonathan Rand biscuit producer and you don't get 20 bucks, you just get gift cards to a certain chicken outlet? Yeah, I doubt those would ever sh- would show up every month knowing John Rand. Good point. A very, very good point. Plus, it could be the gift cards. You know the gift cards that could be $1 or $20? Yeah. They'd always be $1. They'd probably be actually expired. Yeah, that he got out of the Dodge Dart. Yeah. They've been sitting around for years. Like, how old do you think those gift cards would be sitting around in uh, Rand's Dart? Got to be like 10 years old at this point. All right. Uh, back to Number basketball. Two. Back to basketball. So, North Carolina beat Wake Forest last night. That was a spicy game late. There was a delay because there was an incident in the crowd uh, EMTs had to help somebody. I, I believe that everybody's okay. So awesome that people did their job. Um, game resumed in North Carolina. Hey, look, I have wondered out loud just how good of a defensive team this UNC squad can be. The the best UNC squads have a consistency of defense that I have not seen out of the Tar Heels so far this season. Last night, we saw that flash of defensive ability from the Tar Heels. You know, obviously, you know what you're going to get out of Leaky Black night in, night out. To me, the difference maker, once again, is R.J. Davis. They started getting out in transition. Wake Forest turned the ball over a ton in the second half. They got the points off the turnovers. And the rest is history. The, the, the positive here is that Carolina's finding ways to still win when you don't have all your best players being your best players, which is what we talked about yesterday. Caleb Love was eh, again, but there was positive developments off the bench with Seth Trimble. And again, I can't speak highly enough of the way R.J. Davis steps up in these games, which was what we saw last night. Yeah, and Leaky Black, I mean, if he's going to score 18 points hey man. And, and hit some threes, that, that adds a completely different dimension to that team. 
next up. The number one story of the day. We're number one. We're number one. The Wolfpack, apparently the number one story of the day. So much so that Armando Baycott, who was talking about his own win over Wake Forest last night, said this following the win. Go Wolfpack, too. What? All right, why did he say that? We'll discuss next. Thank you for listening to the Best of the Drive podcast. I'm Tim Donnelly here with Coach Pete of Capital Financial Advisory Group. Coach, is it still true that a million is enough to retire on? Tim, maybe and maybe not. The most important thing is to get a real plan that gives you income you never outlive. We'll give that away to the next 10 people. Call right now. The number to call, 800-691-3215. Text TIM to 600-700 if you're interested in texting. Once again, that phone number is 800-691-3215 or text TIM to 600-700 for that deal. Look up 99.9 The Fan on YouTube. Hit that subscribe button. Hit the likes. Make the comments. Yeah, I, I want the algorithm to work in our favor. And that only happens with your involvement. So check us out on YouTube, 99.9 The Fan. Plus, I like round numbers. I'd like to get up to 2,000 subscribers here soon. That'd be nice. So help us out. Smash that subscribe button. Here's another thing you can do. This, and this is why you like 99.9 The Fan. We do things like give you TVs. We got the ultimate TV for the ultimate game contest going on right now. Every day we got a keyword for you. Today's keyword is the OG. Text that keyword to 919-8605-FAN. Again, that's 919-860-5326. Text the OG to that number, and you're registered to win a 70-inch television and soundbar from SoundStation and Security, plus food for 10. It's the ultimate TV for the ultimate game here on 99.9 The Fan. At PNC Arena last night, Jillio and I were there, and... It was a game in which we've 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 seen this kind of NC State Duke game a ton, honestly. And you know, in the moment, if you're an NC State fan, you're absolutely enjoying it. You're still freaking out that a 20 point lead isn't enough because you've 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 literally seen that lead evaporate at Cameron Indoor Stadium. And if you're a Duke fan, you're upset because they laid an egg last night. But both Duke and NC State fans, as I mentioned, have seen this movie before between the Wolfpack and the Devils. And usually what happens next is almost like there's no bearing on the rest of the season. NC State might not build off a very important win for their NCAA resume. And I've seen instances where Duke has literally won the national championship after they had their ass literally handed to them. Shout out to Mark Godfrey for slapping Mike Krzyzewski's ass. 2015, they go on to win the national championship. Same in 2010. So these things have happened. It's the now what that is going to be curious for both teams. Yeah, let's start with Duke. Uh, you know, they they didn't score nearly eight minutes at the start of the game. It was 15 nothing before they got their first two points. NC State's, NC State's defense is so They're, good. They were turning the ball over. They were sloppy. There was a lack of leadership. There was a lack of understanding who's, who's in charge there. Yeah. And they look like a young team. They are a young team. They are. They have talented parts, but they're not as talented as they're nor- they are used to being with Mike Krzyzewski. That's the reality of where they are right now. John Shire in his first year, I think, has done an admirable job in getting his team in a position to make the NCAA tournament. They are not a threat to win the ACC. They're not a threat to make the Final Four. They're not a threat to win the national championship. That 
puts you in the same percentage as like 97% of the rest of college basketball. Yeah. It just so happens Duke's used to being in the other 3%. And when you go from a guy who is arguably the best to ever do it to whoever is next, there's going to be a transition. You add in the injuries to the two key players, Derek Lively and Dariq Whitehead. They were supposed to be the ones who really were the needle movers for this team. And that hasn't been the case. Whitehead made four threes last night. If I told you he made four threes last night, would you have believed me? No. I would I would not have believed you last night, no. So there is potential there, but they're a young team that has to learn how to play. They have to learn how to get tougher. Mm-hmm. They were pushed around by NC State. That's the alarming A more part. desperate NC State team last night. NC State knew what they had in front of them. This mm-hmm. was a Q1 game. I said it was a must-win game. It was their second must-win game of the year. The other one was Kansas. They played really well against Kansas down in Atlantis, but they didn't win. Mm-hmm. And let me tell you, it's not just horseshoes and hand grenades. That close doesn't count. It only counts. And the, the losses, good losses are no, there's no such thing as a good loss with the NCAA tournament selection committee. So losing to Kansas is not good. You need to pick up quality wins. Duke gives NC State a Q1 win. Now, Duke's going to have to stay there in the top 30. But that's where they are right now. I, can, I, I think their defense is good enough. Yeah. And the ACC is still nebulous enough, even though, because I don't expect the top of the ACC to continue looking the way that it does. And, like, Clemson's not going to win the league. And we just saw Duke at home against Florida State. Whatever your opinion of Florida State's record is, Florida State's an athletic team. Mm-hmm. Duke's not an athletic team, but they still outplayed Florida State. They handled the situation. John Shire has a young team that is now going to have to learn how to play, not only on the road, but against desperate teams who are going to be and try to bully them. NC State bullied Duke last night. These are not new things for Duke, by the way. Last year, Duke found themselves in similar situations, and Mike Krzyzewski openly talked about the team that just beat us is a desperate team. And Krzyzewski would use that as a learning point. Older teams, too. Older teams, too. Veteran team. Pointing out, hey, look, you know, this is every night in the NCAA tournament. What you just faced tonight is teams that understand they need to do X in order to advance. You have to learn that thing, too. We know how Mike Krzyzewski would handle those things. I mean, you, me, and Luke DeCock at the News and Observer were upstairs joking about, you know, all the ways in which Mike Krzyzewski would react to this type of thing. We don't know what John Shire is yeah. going to do. And Shire uh, talked about how, you know, these things can be great learning experiences for the Blue Devils. It's hard to have great perspective right now when you're in the moment and you're, you're disappointed, to say the least, with the loss. But you know it's... It's a long year, and unfortunately, and I knew this when I took the job, there's going to be some moments like this where, you know, people can doubt you, they can doubt us as a team, and um, sometimes the, the best way to learn is to experience it. And for that, for this group in particular, to experience this game, to experience playing on the road, you wish it was 2-0 and on the road or 4-0 and on in conference, but that's not how it works. And so for us... It's all about how you learn from it and how you grow from it, and that's how I'm going to approach it. 21 turnovers for Duke last night, only six for NC State. We could talk about NC State and how good Jarkel Joyner and how good Traquavion Smith were. Mm-hmm. We've certainly done that on this program. We'd like to give a quick shout-out to E.B. Dewana and Greg Gant. You know, they, they combined to play 54 minutes last night. Dewana is a guy who had to play last year because of Manny Bates' injuries. This year, he, he has not had the same type of role. But I've argued all along with Tawana. If he could play 8 to 10 minutes, that's a sweet spot for him. 24 is a lot. 
but he was effective last night. And Gant is a guy who had started his career, is a kid from Fayetteville, started his career at Providence, had transferred before last season. Injuries kind of kept him out of the lineup. Even the beginning of this year, he hasn't been able to stay in the lineup. Uh, I thought he was defensively really good. He had uh, three steals and two blocks last night. And four, the four points don't matter because NC State knows who drives the bus. NC State knows where they're going to get their scoring from. Yeah. And I thought, really, for Kevin Keats last night, that was a great chance to show this team, missing Jack Clark, missing du- Tucson Mahorsic, if you guys play your roles and know your roles, we can be a really good team. And he told Jarkel, he told Terquavion before the game, you guys have to be the ones who make us go. The way that they played at Clemson wasn't good enough. Mm-hmm. And you saw that desperate response last night. Speaking of that response, Jeremy Roach's the older guy on the team. Yeah. All right, you talk about the bus driver. Maybe there was an indication that he could have been that guy earlier in the season. Not the case. <laughs> Jeremy Roach uh, talking to the media after the game, uh, describing the loss to the Wolfpack. We knew they were desperate. I mean, we knew they needed this win. Um, I mean, we knew we knew we knew all along. We just didn't come out and fight. I mean, that's that's just, that's that's just the biggest thing. We didn't come out and fight. Let me give all the credit to them. Smith, Joiner, Marcel. I mean, all them Burns. They would just play the ass off for forty minutes. Yeah, DJ Burns did play his ass off. Uh, it was pretty impressive. He had the crowd chanting him, chanting for him, and everything else. And it wasn't just the second half. I mean, we talked about that early scoring drought. You know, when uh, NC State was up fifteen nothing, I was I, I almost made the joke. NC State's defense in football was so good that it was even holding Duke basketball out to a shutout early on. But how did how did they get to that fifteen zero lead? No, Burns comes off the bench, really provides a spark. Yep, they needed that. And I'll say this: he just said for forty minutes. DJ Burns played sixteen minutes last night. 16. My kind of guy. Get in, get out, be efficient. 18 points. Yeah. We've seen him score before. He was the Big South player of the year Mm -hmm. last year at Winthrop. Hit four blocks. If you would have told me going to that game that DJ Burns would have four blocks Mm -hmm. against Duke's front court, I would have said something went horribly wrong for Duke. There's one other thing about last night that we'll get into on the other side that I think is important how we talk about the rest of the season for NC State, Duke specifically. And I think last year is the inflection point in how we have to change how we talk about stuff. And if no lessons were learned from last year, maybe we can learn them this year. I'll explain next. Did you know that your unused medications could end up in the wrong hands? It's important to keep your medication secure in a locked location, such as a locking box or locking cabinet. When it's time to dispose of them, safety and properly dispose of old, expired, or unused meds by using an at-home disposal product or a medication disposal box in your community. Don't miss out on medication take-back events happening near you. Don't let anyone take what's yours. Lock your meds. Be aware. Don't share. Learn more at lockyourmeds.org nc. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, For the ones who get it done. So we had a, a fun throwback doubleheader, uh, something that honestly, Julia, was needed. I know you and I were talking about this at PNC Arena last night, um, That and, and Luke Takaka, who's an observer who I had a conversation with as well, just kind of like the, the current state of ACC hoops, right? It needed a shot in the arm. 
And that's what last night gave us in a lot of different ways. Uh, maybe we're biased towards the big four teams. It is what it is. And I know that you've kind of positioned the Zion Williamson, Kobe White last year, both Kay and Roy were the head coaches at Duke and Carolina as the last year of ACC basketball as we know it, right? That's how you've positioned yeah, it? at the end of the ACC. I don't disagree with you. And I do think that we are coming off the high of what we experienced last year as well, where, I mean, come on, we had the Duke-Carolina-Mageddon in the Final Four. We survived it, here we are. But the aftermath of it is kind of boring, so to speak. But I think there's a deeper issue here. And maybe I'm reading too much into it with some of the Hey Joe questions we got earlier in the day. But it's like we're already wondering if John Shire's the guy because of what happened last night or how they've looked so far, which admittedly has been somewhat discombobulated for reasons. You know, Tate Frazier, who does Titus and Tate, I know he's somewhat trolling because he's a Carolina guy. I like Tate. And, you know, late in their podcast, they talked about the, the tobacco road mistake. You know, Jeff Capel, you know, clearly after they had just beaten Carolina and he seems to own Carolina right now. He should be the guy. That's a team that looks fired up and everything else. He's actively coaching. What's John Shire doing? Did they make a mistake? And I'm sitting here laughing that Tate is the one bringing this up, Carolina guy. Because as he's saying this, I'm going, buddy. And I talk to myself in the car when I hear podcasts. I look at my radio and go, buddy, we did the same damn thing last January with Hubert Davis. Come on now. Let's not retcon last year. How did the rest of the season go? Pretty good. Yeah. Pretty good ending. I, I'd say so. I'm not sitting here telling you that John Shire is going to rip off this incredible run with Duke that goes to the Final Four championship game and everything else. But I am saying, let's not forget where we were this time last year when we talked about the Tar Heels and that this is going to be more of the norm now. You talk about how Duke and Carolina kind of enter into how the rest of the college basketball world lives. We have to have an honest conversation about how you're cycling in new players every year. You have guys that are coming from other schools. They don't know the night-in, night-out deal of the ACC. John Shire referenced it. He's like, yeah, we've been in situations like this, and you usually climb out of it. But these guys haven't because they're not they're not used to this kind of night-in, night-out business in the ACC. So to your point about the last year of the ACC as we know it was that 2018-2019 season – it's becoming more and more clear as we get games like this and players just moving on. Are you ready to buy or sell your home? The Jim Allen Group is a nationally recognized and award-winning real estate team in the Triangle, dedicated to providing exceptional service to meet your needs. With the latest insights and expert market knowledge, they'll make your home buying and selling journey as smooth as possible. Don't wait. Head over to jimallen.com and start your next move today. That's jimallen.com. The Jim Allen Group, your partner in real estate. 